Welcome to another episode of Lift and Tilt. I'm Robert Dennard. I'll be your host. Lift and Tilt is a podcast that focuses on the material handling industry. Anything from supply chain, manufacturing, warehousing, and distribution. What makes Lift and Tilt a little different is we usually pick one of these topics, something that we found on an article online, and we discuss this with you while having a, a beer or an adult beverage. We usually like to take one and, and highlight it during our podcast, and hopefully you'll enjoy this, uh, our topic this, this session, and our choice and beverage. So get ready for this edition. The drink selection for this episode of Lift and Tilt is from our very own True Vine Brewing Company. It is a Mexican-style lager called Salud. We pride ourselves on great Tex-Mex food and culture. Pair those spicy and savory flavors with a clean, light, and refreshing lager for the ultimate combo. Barley-flaked corn and rice, a touch of noble hops, and a clean lager yeast deliver an East Texas crowd favorite. A motto here at True Vine is, cheers to us. And what better way to celebrate life than with friends, family, and health? Salute. Cheers to us all. We'll talk a little more about that True Vine salute here in a little bit. But let's get to the topic of uh, the podcast this time. Who likes chips? I like chips. My favorite is uh, chips and salsa, chips and guacamole. But unfortunately, these aren't the kind of chips that we're going to be discussing today. After reading a couple of articles, one of them from Time Magazine online and one from Harvard Business Review, we are going to discuss the semiconductor chip shortage. Now, chip shortage in the beginning may have not have been the accurate description or term to call what we're having now, but let's step back in time for just a bit. We'll go back about 20 months when the COVID pandemic first uh, started hitting the United States. Everyone was starting to get sick and businesses were shuttering except for those who were considered essential. People were staying home. They were either they were there for one of two reasons. Either they were sick with the virus or they had been asked to stay home to shelter so as not to contract the virus. So this originally we thought was just going to last for uh, a few weeks maybe three months until the summer, and then on, and so forth. So people are sheltering in, in place at home for this extended period of time. And what do we do? When we're at home, we're not driving our vehicles. They're just sitting in our, our driveway or in our garage. Apparently, this causes the automakers to not produce as many cars. One, because there's not the demand for them like there was, and two, because a lot of the employees were at home instead of in the plant producing these cars. We have our chip makers who make our semiconductor chips, and it's not just one person. You've got the, the foundry, and then you've got the, the, the company that takes the wafers and actually cuts them and puts all the little electronic tidbits into them to make these semiconductor chips. And something that I found out was from beginning to end, from that wafer being produced to that final chip being produced that goes into your car or video game or TV, takes approximately three months. So it's not, it's not something that can be produced in days or uh, 
oh, a couple of weeks or anything. So we've got people at home. The auto manufacturers are setting, starting to slow down manufacturing. So if you're slowing down manufacturing, you don't need all these supplies that either you have on hand or that you have orders for for the future because a lot of these manufacturers uh, use the just-in-time model for production. They decide to either reduce the orders for semiconductors or cancel them altogether, thinking that they had already purchased enough to stockpile for the next three or four months. The semiconductor manufacturers see this slowdown in demand for chips for the auto industry. Well, these, are, these same companies make chips that go into your everyday electronics, your cell phone, your computer, laptop, your smart TV, um, your Xbox or PlayStation, even your coffee pot and microwave and dishwasher and washing machine and dryer. I mean, you've got semiconductor chips in pretty much anything that has an electrical plug that plugs into an outlet. So they decide to switch gears and start making more of these semiconductor chips for the electronics industry because that's where the demand is going to start increasing. You've got people that are staying home, and if you're anything like me, you start to get a little stir-crazy. You want to do things. Uh, fortunately, I was, uh, I'm in an industry that was considered essential, so I didn't have to uh, shelter in place too hard, but I do have uh, family and friends that did have to go through this. So they took the opportunity to work from home. Maybe their uh, laptop or home computer just wasn't up to speed so as to be uh, a stay-at-home worker. So you're looking at uh, computer purchases, webcams. Um, maybe you decided that you wanted to have a, a newer TV that will stream your favorite TV series or movies in Ultra HD or, you know, who doesn't want a, a, a new PlayStation 5 to play the latest and greatest video game on? So you've got the semiconductor manufacturers starting to not necessarily ramp up for the electronic industry. You just have them shifting gears where they're not producing the amount of chips they were for the auto industry and then taking up that, that slack and using it to produce chips for electronics. We've got that going on. And then maybe 12 months ago, somewhere in that period, around summer, fall, somewhere in there, some of the restrictions started easing up and people are starting to get out more. And they're taking short trips, maybe not their big long drive on your summer vacation, but they are. They're getting out, they're getting outside, they're wanting to do things. They've been cooped up too long. And some of these people decide, hey, car prices are pretty good right now because nobody's been buying them. Let's go get a new car or a new truck or whatever. So now you've got people that are going out buying cars again, and the industry really didn't expect this to happen. I don't think they predicted it as well as they could have, maybe. But cars are starting to sell like hotcakes. Well, that's fine for them. They're like, great, sales are up and everything. But if they had purchased 
chips and other raw materials to last them for three or four months, well, guess what? Now they're starting to run out. And the semiconductor industry kind of is like standing in line at Best Buy on the day after Thanksgiving. You've got all these people in the store. They're in line from front to back. And if you're standing in line and you forgot to get Daryl's new video game or iWatch or iPhone and you get out of line, well, you're not getting back in the same place that you were. You've got to go all the way back to the back of the line. That's what happened with the semiconductor companies. You got these auto manufacturers who reduced their orders or cut their orders, and now they want to get back in line to get their chips to produce their cars. And that didn't happen. Now they've got to get at the end of the line behind all the other companies that have already got their orders placed for uh, these companies that make your TVs and your dishwashers and refrigerators. So that has put them in kind of a pickle. They don't have enough uh, chips to complete the production of their autos. You get uh, images, which I've seen on, on the internet, of pictures of these manu car manufacturers who have got acres, acres of parking lots with automobiles sitting there waiting just for semiconductors for completion. So they've got all this money that's tied up in all these unfinished uh, vehicles and all they're waiting on are these chips so that they can finish them up and roll them off the line and get them out to your dealership. So let's take a break from this for just a moment and let's get back to our salute from Truvine and I'll give you an idea of what my, my opinion is and see what you think. Let me start by saying that this is a really great tasting beer. It is light, it is clean, you get a little bit, um, a little bit of the, the hop flavor to it. Not much, because they said themselves that they didn't put a whole lot of hops in this. Um, this is a very great summer beer. Uh, I only wish that I had a wedge of lime to put in it so that I could get that true uh, experience of drinking a Mexican lager. It has a, a better mouthfeel to it. It's not as thin as some of the other Mexican lagers that I've had, but uh, you, I think you would really enjoy this. Uh, you shouldn't feel guilty of drinking more than two or three of these since the alcohol by volume is only at 4%. So it's not one of those big uh, high octane stouts or uh, IPAs that you might uh, try from a craft brewery that's, you know, that run 9, 10, 12 percent by volume. But I could see this as a, 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 a serious go-to beer anytime that I would visit the brewery or when they have it on tap at any of our local restaurants here. So if uh, you find it in the area, I, I suggest that uh, you try it. Let's get back to our topic. Um, we were talking about the chip shortage, or in the beginning, this wasn't really a shortage. It was just a, uh, a shift in demand for these uh, computer chips. But at this point in time, it truly is a shortage on chip supplies for autos and electronics. 
So what, uh, what is going to happen with the way that it's going currently? As I mentioned before, from start to finish, from the, the platters being uh, produced in a foundry to uh, the company that takes these platters and actually cuts them and puts all of the uh, electronics on these chips that make them a functioning semiconductor, it takes about three months to produce a chip. The part of this problem is there's only a handful of these foundries in the world that actually make these platters. And there's only a handful of the companies that turn these platters into the finished semiconductor chip here in the United States. There's a few others uh, in the, that's worldwide because of political reasons and uh, things going on in that whole realm. Uh, one of the largest manufacturers of sem semiconductors, China, we currently are not getting a lot of those because of uh, embargoes and tariffs that have been put in place. So we truly do here in uh, North America have a chip shortage. In these articles, um, they've discussed uh, uh, aid from the government to help with this shortage. Um, I really don't see how that is going to affect anything in the short term. Um, again, three months to produce a chip and uh, to build more factories to produce these finished chips, well, that's not going to happen in the next month or two either. It's, it, that's going to take at least a year to two years, maybe even three years, for these additional facilities to be constructed to produce these chips. Even though um, some countries are, that's what they're doing to try to belay some of this uh, pain that we're seeing with uh, the shortage in these chips. So what, what can we do? Well, right now, I don't foresee a whole lot of options, except we're going to have to ride this out until, one, um, either the demand slacks off in either electronics or the automotive industry, which currently doesn't look like either is going to happen, or, two, we get more chips and... I don't see where that's going to happen right now at this moment because uh, everyone is producing them as fast as they, you know, as, as they're able to. Um, some companies have already uh, said that they are going to uh, increase their production, but, you know, how much can you really increase your production to, uh, to redu reduce the, the, the shortage that, that we're having here. I believe I'm going to wrap up this episode of Lift and Tilt. I appreciate everyone uh, that is listening. I know it's not our typical subject matter, and I'm not the person that you're used to listening to on the podcast, but uh, I appreciate uh, everyone for listening and hanging in there with us. Um, if you've got any questions or comments or suggestions, and Please send it to us at our email address, 
something that we haven't done before. If you've got a local craft brew or something like that in your area, send it to us in an email. Let us know about it. We'll try and get it here locally. And if not, we might be able to work out something where we can get it here and we'll make it the, uh, the, the beverage focus on one of our future podcasts. You can contact us at lfttrksupply at gmail.com. That's it, everyone. Stay safe and uh, drink responsibly. I'm going to finish this. <laughs>